What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 39 of My Social Life. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. And before we jump into today's conversation with Consumed by Carlo, there's a couple things that we need to go over first. Number one, please feel free to leave us a rating and a review. The more ratings and reviews you get, the more it helps people find the podcast and it really helps to grow the community that we're developing here. And if you're one of those people that have recently found the podcast, welcome. I'm very excited to have you here. Make sure you subscribe, stay tuned for future episodes. And to everybody listening, make sure you screenshot this, post Post it to your Instagram story, tag at my social pod, and I'll feature you on the account and send you a message as well. Now, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Consumed by Carlo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. And today I'm joined by Consumed by Carlo. Carlo is a food blogger based out of Ottawa, Canada, and he's the first guest that was ever requested to be on the podcast. When I was in New York City, I had somebody comment saying, hey, you should interview Carlo on your podcast. I think it'd be really interesting and I'd love to hear that. So I DM'd Carlo right away and then we, were, we connected right away, but unfortunately it took a couple months, but we're here now. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast, man. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Where I want to start this, so I think where everybody starts an interview type thing with you is where's the best place to eat? But <laughs> yeah, I want to flip that on its head and I want to know, you don't have to name the restaurant. I want to know what your worst restaurant experience was. Okay. Yeah. I definitely won't name the restaurant, but it was a uh, pizza place um, in Ottawa's West End. And I won't go into details, but it just like, I heard so much about this place. Like everybody would rave about it. Like I still hear stories about it. It's like one of the best pizza places in Ottawa. So I finally went for myself and uh, it like definitely wasn't anything like people made it out to be unless it was just a bad experience for me. Um, but pizza was awful. It was kind of burnt and the place smelled, I'm not even joking, like sewage. And there was like no air conditioning and it was just like an awful experience. But, um, and I actually wrote, it was my first and only ever bad review on the page. This is when I used to rate restaurants. Mm -hmm. Um, and I rated it really, really low and it kind of like sparked, uh, an outrage on the post. And it was like the first time I ever got like a hundred comments on a post. Um, and it was just people going back and forth at each other, like fighting about this place being like, no, 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 like this is the spot. And then other people being like, I hate this place. It's trash. So, um, that kind of ended the bad reviews too. And that's really when I stopped, uh, reviewing places because I thought it wasn't fair to the restaurant because it could have just been a one-time occurrence where they were off. Um, so yeah. That's that's the worst experience. Yeah. I was just curious because like everybody asks you for the best one. Yeah. Um, best dinner. Yeah. And uh, like, is that what you meant? Or I, best, just mean, like, like, I feel like everybody asks you that. It's like what? Like, and you don't have yeah, people answer. DM me all the time. What's the best restaurant in Ottawa? And I'm like, man, you have to tell me whether you want breakfast, lunch, dinner. Are you vegetarian? Are you like, you know what I mean? Like I could recommend, say, for example, um, like son, and then you tell me that you don't eat Asian food and I'm like okay uh and then I recommend a steakhouse and then they're like I'm actually vegetarian and I'm like okay you gotta tell me that if you want me to give you appropriate recommendations so um yeah that's like the number one question I get obviously and it's like the hardest and kind of like not frustrating but like well kind of frustrating 
because yeah. they're not specific. But yeah. I feel like this question, I wrote this down. I don't know if this question is going to make sense. But do you have like a dream meal? Is there like a restaurant that you really want to go to or something you want to eat in like a certain location? Um, I've seen a lot of this. I'm sure you have on Instagram and stuff. Um, and I have yet to experience it. Is one of those uh, where they make the pasta in like a cheese wheel and they throw it around in like the cheese. Like it's like a linguine pasta or something. And they melt the cheese and I don't know it's like crazy I think it's in New York City has like a really big one um LA places like that I don't think anywhere in Ottawa maybe Toronto has it but uh I have yet to experience it when I do I'll take a nice video for you yeah that'd be dope I love pasta yeah me too best food ever yeah (laughs) so like what's your favorite meal of the day then my favorite meal of the day is brunch. And I always say this, um, I just like, for some reason, I love, I'm obsessed with eggs Benedict, pancakes, French toast, stuff like that. I have a sweet tooth. Um, but brunch, it's just like, it's such an easy meal. Um, it's always cheap, uh, usually really quick. Um, Sometimes there's like bottomless mimosas with it um, and stuff like that. But yeah, brunch is always my go-to meal uh, when I get that question. Mm-hmm. And see, now like I think like, could I ever be a food blogger? And I know I couldn't because I'm a picky eater. Okay. So is there like food that you hate where you're like at a restaurant or something like try this and you're like, fuck, I really don't yeah. want to. People always um, kind of tease me that I'm too picky as a food blogger because... I actually don't eat a lot of food. Like I don't eat seafood, which is huge. And that always blows people's mind. And they're like, how can you know food if you don't eat fish? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't eat fish and I eat everything else. Um, Or like, so I don't eat fish. I don't eat like mushrooms. I don't eat, um, the only meats I really eat are beef, pork, chicken, and turkey. I don't eat duck, lamb, rabbit anything like kind of out of the ordinary i don't know why it freaks me out i'm like this close to becoming a vegetarian um just because of everything i've seen and heard in the meat industry that i think outside of those four meats i'm like no i'm okay yeah maybe seafood i will uh start to like it one day but for now no i'm slowly working my way into i had oysters um the other day at like a food event and it went down really easily. So maybe I'll like merge my way into the seafood world shortly. But for now, it's a no. So for being like somewhat of a picky eater, like why did you start the blog in the first place? I started the blog because I've always been a huge foodie. And coincidentally, my friends group is like, they're all foodies. So every weekend, I'm not even kidding. All we do is like go out to eat. We're like, where are we going to go for dinner tonight? Like, and we'll look forward to it all week. So I started posting on uh, my Snapchat. This was in like 2015 when like Snapchat was like the coolest thing ever. And like it still had like your top three best friends yeah. and like ruined <laughs> so many relationships because you can see who people were talking to. Um, but yeah, and I would post all of my food on my Snapchat story. And then people would always message me being like, hey, where is this? Or what is it? Or like, how much was this? Um, and then they were like, you need to start posting these somewhere where it's like permanent because it's only 24 hours. Um, so I started a page, but I was super discreet about it. 
Um, and I actually called it Eight in Ottawa. And it was inspired by... Um, have you ever heard of Taste Toronto and Taste Montreal? Might have seen it at some point. I'm not like extremely familiar, but... They're like huge food accounts in Toronto and Montreal. And they just repost um, people's food pictures that they've taken. And uh, I always wonder, like, why doesn't Ottawa have one? So I actually tried to name the account Taste Ottawa. But the username was taken by like some profile like a hundred years ago that's just like inactive and I was like perfect. So I named it Aiden Ottawa and then I would just post kind of like my own food stuff but then I would also post other people's food photos and then I uh, it started to grow and I s thought of the idea of changing it to making it more personalized and about me and what I've eaten and what I can vouch for. So I changed it to Consumed by Carlo. I still didn't tell any of my friends what this page was or anything, and nobody knew um, until like I started to get more, like I would post pictures with my hand, like holding a burger or something. And then um, as it grew, my friends, like I, I would always have a couple of my friends being like, is this you or whatever? And I just be like, no, it's not or something. And then once I hit a thousand followers, I like announced that it was me and I posted it on my personal Instagram account being like, this is my new journey. I just started this, um, follow along if you want. And then, so that's kind of where it sprouted. And then I had 2000 followers and then 3000. And now it's like about to hit 10,000, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, that's how it started. Mm -hmm. So what was the reason in the beginning where you didn't, why why did you want to post your face at first um i didn't want to post my face at first because i didn't want it to become like to distract people from the food like it's a food blog i was like it should just be strictly about food and and food experiences in ottawa and whatnot and then um people would always message me being like who are you like we want to see your face like when are you going to do a reveal kind of thing and then I posted my first face photo. I'll never forget it. We did a photo shoot for Mealshare um, alongside, fries. what's that? Burgers, Burgers and fries. fries forever. Yeah. And it was with um, my good friend, Katie, Yao City Style, who I know you've had on here too. Yeah. Um, and we had a professional photographer there and she was taking pictures of, of us all eating and she took a really good photo of me and I was like, this is the first picture. So then I threw it up. And it was like the most engaged post I'd ever posted. And people were like, wow, like this is you, blah, blah, blah. And then it just started from there. And now I still kind of keep it more food focused. So I only do like, I'll do like three food photos and then like maybe a face photo or something. Um, and I'm slowly working on, I made it like a resolution in 2019 to do more uh, speaking Instagram stories. Okay. Um, just being like, Hey, I'm at this event. I'm going here whatever, because people have always said like, we want to see more of your face and whatnot. And I'm still trying to break down that barrier of like, I just feel so awkward, like talking to my phone and like, especially if I'm at an event and other people are watching, but obviously I've like started to overcome that. And especially like going to restaurants and I come in with like full lighting and like, I'm just like the whole restaurant is lit up at night because of me with my phone taking photos of the food um but yeah so i'm slowly working on becoming more comfortable doing the on-camera stuff on stories and whatnot mm -hmm. but it's going good did you notice when you started to post more of like yourself and face content that you started to grow a little bit quicker like did you establish a better connection with your audience yeah for sure um the face photos for the longest time would always do um 
the best, like, like would have a higher engagement rate than a static, like food shot. Um, it's not really like that anymore. I don't know if people have got tired of my face, but I don't like a lot of the food photos do better than the face photos now. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to chill on the face photos. Um, but yeah, like the, like posting face photos really grew the account and I almost always do a face photo when I'm posting like a giveaway or something or collaborating with a company um, for like a sponsored post it's almost always a face photo mm -hmm. because I just like want to represent the brand or like whoever I'm collaborating with and whatever like the product is and like have that connection between me and it so yeah yeah and speaking of your giveaways they're they're insane like the they're insane get is crazy yeah. I get like and I'm not even trying to like toot my own horn here, but like one of the giveaways I did for Myers Cadillac, we, that was one of the biggest giveaways I ever did. We gave away a Cadillac for a weekend and that post in the first, not even 24 hours had 2000 comments on it and like a thousand likes or whatever it might be. By the end of the week, when the giveaway was closing, it had over 5,000, which is like insane. Like celebrities don't even get 5,000 mm -hmm. comments on a photo. Um, same thing with, I worked with and as a couple times and one of our giveaways got like, I think 6,000 comments, which is like crazy. Um, but yeah, I think, and I think that's due to the fact that I really try to get good giveaways that people would like. And then I also try to be like authentic. Like I would, I wouldn't work or give away a product that I wasn't proud of myself or like could vouch for myself. Um, I hate the idea of like being a sellout and just doing it for like whatever the business sake of it. Mm -hmm. um, everything that I do is kind of like actually what I believe in and what I like, what I like. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did want to ask about that Myers, the whole situation Myers, because they gave you a car, right? Yeah. So it's actually parked outside right now. Um, but yeah, so I'm working with them for the summer. We are rotating between like different cars um, that they have on the lot that they kind of want to showcase and highlight different features in them. So right now I have a Malibu, uh, Chevy Malibu. Uh, it has the Consumer by Carla logos on it. It has the Myers logos on it. I just took it to Philadelphia. Um, I saw that. And uh, yeah, a lot of people notice it when I drive it. I was driving the other day actually on Bronson and uh, it was like bumper to bumper traffic. And like I had my sunroof open and the car beside me had the windows down. And I saw in the corner of my eye, this guy like look at the car logo and saw consumed by Carlo. And I heard him turn to his girlfriend, whoever was in the car. And he was like, that's consumed by Carlo. That's like Ottawa's coolest food blogger. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, he's talking about me right now. And I can hear him. I can't even like, not because like it's awkward or anything, but like, I was just like, I don't want to make him like embarrassed, like by mm -hmm. making eye contact with him that I could hear what he was saying. But that was kind of really cool because he was like, that's consumed by Carlo. And like, it's just like, it's cool that people can make the relation with like the, the logo and like the page mm -hmm. and actually really know it. And uh, yeah, so working with Myers has been awesome. We're doing stuff all summer long. They're gonna do like a bunch of giveaways and stuff like that. Um, and yeah. So how does a food blogger get reached out to by a car company to collab? Like how does that happen? So I actually know, um, one of the managers there and that's how it happened he kind of approached me and he was like we've never worked with an influencer before but like obviously we love your brand and we love what you're doing and you're so like uh how did he word it like 
authentic or whatever to the Ottawa community. Mm -hmm. So we worked together on, uh, they gave me a Cadillac XT4 for like two weeks. Um, and this was just like for me to drive around, bring to my events, whatever excursions, stuff like that. And then I kept like shouting them out in the stories and stuff. And then they saw how valuable social media is because they don't even have like a really big social okay. media account. So that's where the giveaway came in um, of giving away the Cadillac. And so we did that giveaway. And one of the requirements was for people to follow their page. And they had like, I think two or 300 followers at the time. And then we did the giveaway and they got over six or 700 followers. They're like at like 900 followers. Um, so that then prompted us to work together more long-term which led us to now having Chevy Malibu and then like other cars to come and the whole branding on it and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's how it started. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So like you work with a ton of other companies too, not just Myers. So yeah. how do you like, how do they, how does it usually come about? Like, does it usually that you do know someone or do you reach out to companies? Do they reach out to you? No. So I try to, um, stick to, waiting for companies to approach me, um, especially when I was like a lot smaller, I, I would never even reach out to restaurants and be like, hey, I have this food blog, like, can you call my meal if I take a photo of it? Like I was never one to do that. Um, and that's kind of just like, I don't know that that's like how I was, I don't know, maybe it was like the way that I was brought up, but I never, like the idea of like asking for something from a company, like if they want to work with me, they'll come to me. And so I would say almost all, if not all of my collaborations are brands coming to me first mm -hmm. and they usually will reach out like in the DMS or by email and kind of give me like a pitch or a proposal of what they would like to do with me. Um, but yeah, I rarely, if not ever reach out to companies myself because I just don't think like, like, who am I? Yes, I do have this, like, following or whatever, but, like, who am I to be like, hey, do you want me to come in and eat one of your burgers? Like, I'll take a picture of it, but, like, give me money. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't think that's right. So I always wait for businesses to approach me. Um, and a lot of the times now, like, as the account has grown, I'll go into restaurants and they'll recognize me when I come in. And then they'll be like, oh, this one's on the house. Or, like, thank you so much for coming in and, like, I don't know, just give me something of some sort. So like it, it does it on its own and I kind of leave it at that. Mm -hmm. um, I let it come to me. Yeah. Do you recognize often when you go into restaurants? Um, it's starting to become a lot more common. Yes. Even like going out in the market, I'll be at like some bar downtown and like people will run up to me and they're like, you're consumed by Carl or just the other day I was at local Lansdowne and like a girl came running over on her phone and she was like, is this you? And had the page open on her phone. And I was like, yeah. And she was like me and all my friends like love you. And then she like pointed back to her friends and they're all waving at a table. <laughs> so it's just, it's really cool to like be experiencing that because like, I honestly would have never thought it would get to that point. Um, but I love it. Like every time somebody comes up to me, like, and people will message me too. They'll be like, Oh, I saw you. But I was like too shy to approach you. And I'm like, I am like the most like open and welcoming person you could ever meet. Like people, like my friends tell me this all the time. They're like, you are too like open and relaxed, like with people, like you're always arms open. 
Um, but yeah, when people come up to me and they say like, you're consumed by color, like I love it. And, and I just like, I appreciate it because like, it's such a cool feeling knowing that like people actually care about what you're doing and like your brand. And like, mm-hmm. for me, like I, it started from nothing. And like, so it's just super rewarding when people do that. So people see me when I'm out and about, come say hi. And you have like a pretty solid connection like with your audience like how did yeah. you how have you built that over time um by really engaging with them and listening to them and actually like a lot of influencers will be like what do you guys think about this and then like they don't actually care what their audience says or like they'll never actually follow up with it um whereas with me like i'm constantly asking for recommendations of places or like what they think i should do like i just asked um going forward looking into like running my own event what mm-hmm. are some ideas that they think would work or would be a good idea. Um, when I was in Philadelphia, I sh- reached out to everybody asking for food recommendations and like I got so many and I actually went to like as many as I could. Um, and then like just, I answer every single DM that comes in. People will be like, hey, I'm going to Montreal for the weekend. Can you give me your best restaurants? And I literally will take like half an hour and go through restaurants and filter through them for them. or like. I'll get people visiting Ottawa and they'll message me and be like, Hey, we love your page. Can you give us like a good Mexican spot? And then like, I'll do my research and I do it all just like out of the kindness of my heart, I guess you could say, but like, I really take the time and take each person seriously. And like, as if they're a friend. Um, and then like when people comment on photos or tag me and things, I always, almost always reply every single one that I see I'll like reply to, and I think that's how it should be unless like I get like so big that like it's just like outrageous but like I'm super on like engaging with them and like even people will just message me and be like hey what's up like how is your week going and I'm like it's going good how's yours going like where some people would be like why are you messaging me leave me alone but I'm not like that at all yeah and you mentioned your event kind of in passing there yeah what's your kind of vision for that because you're gonna do is like a 10k event right yeah so I kind of like told myself that at 10k I would start doing like big things like maybe launching some sort of merchandise um running my own events just doing more things that like somebody with like actual power and influence would be able to do um I want to write an ebook I'm looking into like writing one about either like the best brunch spots in Ottawa and getting like coupons for some of my favorite spots that I like going to um and stuff like that but yeah 10k that's when I really said like that's when I'll start taking the next steps because I was also in university and I just graduated like what my graduation is in like a week um so it's like kind of worked perfectly in a timing sense that I'm about to hit 10k and my workload is just kind of slowing down now because I finished university and I'm working part-time. Um, so yeah, at 10K, I'd like to have some sort of cool event that people like want to go to. I don't want to just throw an event to throw an event. Like I want it to be like reputable and people actually like go and have fun. And then like that, like maybe snowballs into doing like a monthly event or like another event to come kind of thing. Like I don't want to rush it. So I've kind of started just now looking into what I could do. Thought about doing like, like 
renting out a restaurant or a space and doing like a brunch club or a supper club or some sort of like tasting event, like a wine and cheese event. But instead of wine and cheese, it's like my favorite food vendors and each one of them brings like, or like uh, offers um, like a different food thing, like small sliders or like mm. a donut or something like that. And people can buy tickets and then get to sample all like my favorite different spots in the city. Big ideas, I don't know. It's really, it's one thing to, to like think about it as an idea, but then to actually put it together, get a space, get restaurants involved. It's like a lot of work. So yeah, I'm just looking into that now and I wouldn't launch it, I don't think until after I get to 10K, which uh, who knows when that'll be. We're getting close, but yeah, as like, you know, like it's super up and down. So I don't know when I'll get there, but mm. And you have merch, like you you have merch now, but you're planning to release kind of to the public at 10K? Yeah, so right now I just kind of have like merch that I've made like family and friends where it's just like kind of the username consumed by Carlo and it's not even the logo. Um, but I would like to make actual like merch with the logo that I have made. Um, put them on like sweatshirts or a hat maybe or stuff like that, but... I just like people always say like release merch and I'm like it's one thing for you to tell me to release merch and then when I do it like nobody buy it so um yeah I think that's something that will come at 10k too because you just like like at 10k I feel like you've made it as a blogger and influencer mm -hmm. if you will um at 10k you're kind of seen like as a real figure um because you kind of get like the letter there the k it just looks like really cool so um yeah at 10k i will release some sort of merch to the public and not just keep it mm -hmm. for myself and family and friends do you know what the process of that's going to be like i'm always curious because i feel like when i think of people with merch i think of like a big influence with like hundreds of thousands of followers yeah like, how does that look for someone at 10k and like how do you go about setting well, it up so actually i just talked about this on my insta story the other day because there's this really big um influencer her name is ari i don't know if you heard about this she has like 2.6 oh, million yeah. followers on instagram she launched her own clothing shop and once it launched she had like i think within the first month i don't really know the details but she had to at least sell 36 t-shirts or something like 36 pieces of merchandise and a girl with 2.6 million followers she could not sell 36 t-shirts within the first month and so she had to close her shop and like, to me, that's like, whoa, I want to launch merchandise and I'm about to hit 10,000 followers. Like, and this girl has over 2 million followers and she can't sell 30 t-shirts, like not 300, 30 t-shirts. Like, and I was like, maybe she just doesn't have a good engagement rate or like whatever it might be. Because like, if I post, like there was a new Cinnabon, cinnamon place, cinnamon bun place that just opened at Lansdowne, obviously, you know, about Cineholic. I got probably like 40 DMs about the place just being like, how was it? Was it really good? Is it actually vegan? All this stuff. And so kind of makes me question like her authenticity as an influencer. Um, maybe I do have like a higher engagement rate. So maybe I will be fine when I launch my merch, but it's just like super scary to think. 2.6 million followers couldn't sell 30 t-shirts. So... I don't know. It's scary. Yeah. Would you do like print on demand or would you kind of order like 30 at a time or something like that? I don't know. I haven't really looked into it enough to know, but I think I would do 
some sort of service where like it's by order. So once somebody places an order, then I would like get in touch with the company and say, okay, I need this made because um, you really don't know what to expect when you do something like that. Um, so I wouldn't want to like overshoot and like think like I'm going to get at least 50 sweatshirts sold within the first month and then like order 50 sweatshirts for like a thousand bucks or whatever it might be. And then like nobody buys a single one or like my mom buys one and I'm like, okay, now I have 49 sweatshirts. So, um, yeah, I definitely don't think I would buy ahead because it's scary. Yeah. So how did you kind of grow from that point where you were eight in Ottawa up to now, almost at 10,000 followers? Um, I think it's all about consistency and being real and authentic. Um, I was posting constantly like right now I post on a, a weekly schedule of three posts a week um and back then when I was starting out I was like posting like once every I'd say two days so like the more you post I feel like the more eyes you get on your on your post but then you also kind of like run the risk of losing engagement because people become kind of like tired of seeing your posts on their feed or whatever it might be but I think um consistency is number one number two is engagement and not like leaving people hanging when they ask me a question or whatever like I said like try to answer every single thing that comes in um and a lot of hard work I mean like people don't even know <laughs> the extremes I went to to grow my audience like I uh, just off the top of my head what's one one time I well, not one time, but like I was actively trying to grow my audience. And one thing I did to do that was I printed, I made these um, kind of like poster advertisement type things, um, basically like summarizing the blog, the page. And I put it onto a poster and I was like, Ottawa, looking for your next place to eat in Ottawa, like go here, like this place, like uh, on here, you'll find like all of Ottawa's best restaurants, stuff like that. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do with these? I'm going to like target all of like the tourist areas in Ottawa. So then I called, I thought about this idea of going around and postering all of like the uh, light posts. But then I called the city of Ottawa and there's apparently like a bylaw that you can't just do that. So I did my research and I learned that you actually have to, um, you can only post them on like certain posts. Anyways, so I went downtown at like, 5 a.m. in the morning on like a Tuesday with like a hundred of these posters in a backpack and I went around just taping these posters onto light posts to like get new eyes on it and and target like the tourist uh demographic in Ottawa and like high traffic areas downtown in the market and I walked around for like over an hour I'd say just hanging up these posters and I did it in the morning because I was like I don't want people to see how desperate I am to like grow my audience and be like, what's this kid doing hanging out posters of like a food blog? Um, so that is like one extreme I went to to grow the following. Um, and that is kind of like, I feel like that's a really um, interesting, not interesting, but like, like I went around and hung posters at like 5 a.m. in the morning. Like that's what you hear like some person on like, David Letterman talking about like when they were trying to make it as an actor or whatever. Like I was like, this is like really like, I'm really trying here. Um, 
so yeah, that's one of the ways I tried to grow it. That's cool. Yeah. I've never heard of anybody hanging posters before. Did it work? Right? I don't know. I, I like the account just like is always kind of growing and following. Um, so like I can't really like narrow it down to know whether that actually led to like a great influx of followers, but I would hope so. There's like companies that you can actually hire to do it for you. But I was like broke university student. I was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to do it myself. So yeah. Yeah. You talked about how you post three times a week. You post every couple of days. Yeah. So are you going out to eat that often or how do you keep consistent content? So I'd say on average, I have at least one or two events or like blog related um commitments in a week um that may be like a restaurant's grand opening or like a restaurant inviting me in to come for dinner or for brunch or whatever it might be um so that obviously provides me content but then like i said like me and my friends are always going out to eat so almost every weekend like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm honestly like eating out all three days. Um, and then during the week, I do also go to eat and stuff. And a lot of it is like kind of my own curiosity of like being like, oh, like this place looks good. I'm going to go there on my lunch or like I'll go there on like my morning off. Um, so I'm always like actively seeking content. If I see like there's an event or something coming up or like a festival, I'll know that I want to go there and get content. And then I kind of like backlog it and I post in like sequence of like what I think is like most important. Like I still have photos that I've taken like in February in my library waiting to be uploaded. So a lot of the time, like I'll post something, but I'm not actually like there. And a lot of people will think like, that it really is in the moment, but like 80% of the time, it's like an old photo that I took like at a later date. And now I'm just posting it because, uh, cause I I'm super also critical on like my content and I, I like it to be like the best of the best of like what I can provide. Um, lighting wise, like just like appearance wise of the dishes and stuff. If it's not good, if I can't get a good photo of it, I just won't post it. Like, mm -hmm. and I'd say, 80% of my content is like me going out on my own, on my own dime and like scouting out new restaurants and stuff and getting content on my own. Um, and sometimes like I'll go try out a new place and I'll be like, that was amazing. But then I'll look at my photos and they're not even like, they're not postable. They're not up to my like level of quality that I would want them at. So then it's kind of like, crap, now I have to throw out these photos or go back and like get another one because I just won't post anything that I just don't think is like, up to par with like the quality that I have on the on the page right now. Um, yeah, I forget what you asked me at first and I kind of just rambled. Can I go back and think what I asked? Yeah, I think I might have answered it so. there. I think okay, so. Yeah. I was going to ask what your whole process was. Like what goes into you taking a photo from like when you get into the restaurant all the way to posting it? Okay, so... When I go into a restaurant, when I'm actually at the restaurant, almost nothing ever is going live while I'm there. So even at an event, for example, like I'll go to maybe a grand opening of a store or a restaurant 
and I'll take all my content and then while I'm at the event and then I'll go in my car after and sit there for like half an hour and filter through like what are the best photos, what are the best videos that I took, like how I'm going to frame it with like all of the uh, text and like um, different graphics and stuff to put on them. And then I'll post it um, when I'm at a restaurant. I always take the content and then I like lock my phone because I'm also like actually with people. So I can't just be like on my phone, like took the photos and then I'm just like editing them live in the restaurant while the food's getting cold. Like that's the number one thing too. My friends hate is like, but they've gotten used to it is like how long it takes for us to actually eat the food once it arrives. (laughs) Because like it'll take me like about five at least five minutes to like get the photos of everything like i'll do like individual plates each shot of like each individual plate and then i'll do like an overhead shot and then i'll do a video of everything so my friends are super like god bless them because like they're they're super um they've adjusted to this lifestyle and are courteous of me and like what i'm doing with the page um so that when we go out everything kind of runs smoothly and I can get what I want. And then we enjoy the meal. And then, so after I'm done at the restaurant and like I'm back at home or whatever, I have time to like sort through the photos, I'll edit them, whatever. If it's postable, then I'll prep it for like an actual Instagram post. If it's not postable, I'll just like prep it for an Instagram story. And then the story will go live on a date where it's like believable. Like if I went to dinner, I won't post it during the day on like a Sunday, like it'll be on like a Monday night, tricking people into thinking that it's happening live. Um, Which a lot of the time happens. Like people are like, I'm here now. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. (laughs) It's just like two weeks old. Um, But yeah, that's the process. So do you do it all on your phone? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Is that not the norm for people? I think actually- I think so. Yeah, I like to keep it on my phone. I shoot all my stuff on on my camera here on my phone. Um, just because I feel like it's the easiest to use and manipulate. I can't use like a big camera if it's too like advanced for me. Um, but like I've mastered how to use this and how to like, I bought lighting equipment and stuff like that. So I have like a ring light and like a reflector that I'll bring with me to places or I'll use like my friend's phones. Like a lot of the times, like when we're out to dinner, my friends will be like, do you want me to light you? And they'll just like, no, to like hit the flashlight on their phone and then start lighting up the dishes for me. Um, but yeah, so I do everything all on my phone from taking the photos to editing the photos to then posting it. I think it's awesome. I feel like people are always like stressed about gear. Yeah. And like you can pull it off with a phone. Yeah. And it's like comfortable. Like it's one thing when I go into a restaurant and I'm like already like just being so extra, like with the flashlights and the reflector and stuff. Then if I had like a digital camera and like lighting up the shots, like, people would just be like, this guy's crazy. And I already get people like, when I'm just taking it on my phone, I can always hear the tables around me being like, like, look at him, like whatever. And I'm like, don't worry. Like, this is actually like, I'm the real deal here. (laughs) Not to like, sound like an idiot there, but um, like, it's actually going somewhere. You know what I mean? I'm not just somebody taking a photo for the story. It's actually an audience that's Mm -hmm. waiting for these posts. Yeah. So do you ever worry that you're going to run out of restaurants in Ottawa? I actually do a lot and and a lot of the times I'll like get to a point where I'm like not that Ottawa doesn't have enough restaurants it's just like I looking for ones that I like and think would be good for a post kind of get tricky at times I mean I haven't really run into a point where like I have absolutely nothing I've come close to points where like 
I've been super busy maybe when I was back in school and stuff. Um, and I've run out of like content almost because like I said, I have a like, kind of a backlog of all different stuff that's yet to be posted. Mm. Um, and uh, I've come really close to like actually just like running out of content. And when that happens, I kind of just like add more days in between each post until I can go out and get more content. Um, but I don't think I'll ever run out of restaurants in Ottawa. There's so many like constantly opening up that I don't think that's the problem. I think it's just about me getting out to them and getting the content. Cause like people also think that like, this is my full-time job and it's, it's not like I've been in school while working a part-time job and then running the blog. And now I'm kind of just figuring out what my next steps are while I've just finished school and I'm still like working part-time. Um, so yeah, it's hard to keep up with the demand for content. Yeah. If you will. I don't want to ask, kind of have a conversation around being a local based influencer. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel there's like a bit of like a ceiling that you're going to hit eventually because you're localized or is there a way that you can envision this growing outside of Ottawa? See, that's kind of like where I'm like in a pickle right now because as I said, I'm about to hit 10K and I'm like, number one, I'm going to have to um, have like a bigger, a wider range of like what I'm posting and not just stick to Ottawa. Mm -hmm. If I want to actually get somewhere with the page, like I mean like it's doing awesome for what's in Ottawa and, and like Ottawa yeah for what it is in Ottawa but I mean if I want to make it something like huge I'm gonna have to look into like expanding to like also doing Montreal and Toronto type of restaurants and whatnot and kind of like do all three of them um that's kind of the vision I have going forward or like maybe incorporating um travel into it and doing like um eating at restaurants like across Canada or like in the states or wherever europe and whatnot um i've also thought about like merging lifestyle into it and whatnot so i don't know like the opportunities are kind of endless it's just i don't know if i'm gonna lose my audience by trying to do too much and mm -hmm. like people might get upset that like not leaving the ottawa scene like it'll still be very ottawa based but um I don't know, like when I was in Philadelphia and I was posting about food and restaurants there, my engagement went really, really low. Like people didn't care for my Philadelphia posts. And mm -hmm. I almost like, I had more content to post from Philadelphia, but I just stopped posting it because like the posts just were being received so poorly. So I was like, okay, people don't care about Philadelphia. So it's, it's hard because I do want to expand it and like tackle more, um, demographics and like have a wider range but I just don't know if that'll damage the account or make it explode so I don't know it's a really thin fine line yeah that I have to obviously like work with and see yeah and I was gonna ask too about like other types of content like you mentioned lifestyle and yeah I've done a little bit of like you did a giveaway with fit house I think it was called yeah it's like is there ever a thought like you know you've talked about it but are you really looking at kind of not necessarily moving away from food, but incorporating additional things into it? Yeah. So in a perfect world, I think I would 
I think the account would be like a lifestyle travel food blog. So like it could have like good food eats, but then also like good travel destinations and then also like lifestyle stuff like gyms, whatever it might be. Um, because I think that's just like, I'd be really good at doing all three of those. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I don't want to hurt the audience and, and get them upset that like, we're following a food blog. We don't care about where you're going in the world on your vacations. So I don't know. It's hard. I'm going to, as I get to 10 K I'm slowly starting to figure all these things out and like get, um, a second person's advice on it. Like I'm talking to like people who like really know social media management and stuff like that to kind of see what my next step should be. Mm -hmm. But I do definitely want to expand what the page is and not just be auto-focused food. Yeah. That makes sense. That no, does make sense. Is there a thought to ever expand your content type, not necessarily in type of content, but in production? Like, would you ever look at doing YouTube or something like that? Yeah. So people, I did a Q and A and like a lot of people actually asked if I'm going to like start a YouTube channel, which I think is awesome. And I would love to do it. And I think I could be pretty good at it, but it's like so hard and so competitive these days to start something like that. Like even starting the page, um, it's just now getting to a point where it's actually being recognized and whatnot. Um, and that's like, almost three years later, I started it in 2016. Not sure exactly when in 2016, but, and just now in 2019, is it actually becoming like recognized? So to start a YouTube channel now would obviously be like, I see other influencers starting their YouTube channels and like they have very low view counts because it takes a long time to build it up. So like this has like been a huge task for me to build up. So I think I'm trying to like figure out how to master like this first and then maybe like obviously an Instagram isn't going to last forever. There'll be the next big thing, the next mm -hmm. digital media app. Um, so that's also a concern too, because if all of my reach is on Instagram and then like Instagram just goes out of style, I'm out of style. Like yeah. <laughs> I am looking for the next thing to do. So, um, yeah, it's hard. I'm trying to figure that out too. Mm -hmm. I just be cool like, if you do like food vlogs or something. Or when you do your travel, maybe your Instagram is specifically for your food. And then right. you can start incorporating your lifestyle and your travel and everything onto your YouTube. Yeah. So you don't lose like your food followers, but you can still kind of scratch that itch of wanting to do other content types on a different platform. And you, you said the videos would be more of the travel and lifestyle focused stuff? Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I was just curious. I feel like you have the personality for like doing the videos. So that's what I was wondering. That's what people always tell me. And I'm like, I screwed up. Like I should have started a YouTube <laughs> channel when like YouTube was just starting out because anybody I feel like that started a YouTube channel when YouTube was first like starting about same thing with like Vine. Mm -hmm. It was like an even playing field. You know what I mean? Nobody was like famous on those platforms yet. So I always wanted to start a YouTube channel. So I feel like if I actually started one back then, I would be a YouTuber now. But um, obviously it's too late for that. But um, yeah, I'm working on that. I also do like want to work in TV and film, uh, in the TV and film industry. I like studied 
television broadcasting, and then I just graduated in communications and media. So I do want to work in that kind of industry. Um, and I think I can be pretty good at it. It's just about getting those opportunities and actually going out there and doing it, mm -hmm. which is like, like I told myself, well, I, I used to like not think that this blog was going to go anywhere. And like, I kind of beat myself up about it, but then I like stuck to it and kept working on it, kept working on it. And then now it's finally like paying off. So it's just about hard work, which mm -hmm. I need to uh, start doing if I want to do something like that, like a YouTube or like just work in like the TV and film industry. So talk to me about that time where it was like, where it wasn't growing necessarily, it wasn't as big as you wanted to be. And like you were telling yourself it wasn't going to be big. Oh. What did you do to kind of get through that, to kind of get to where you are now? That was rough. I, I would like think about deleting the account <laughs> like every second day. And thank God for my best friends again. Those are the ones that like sit with me in restaurants now and help me out with my photo shoots. Um, uh, one of my best friends actually, especially she like helped me a lot with it. She kind of became like, my not PR rep, but like, like gave me a lot of insight and like would boost my confidence and like really push me. Um, when it was a lot smaller. So when I was around like one or 2000 followers, um, I would just get really discouraged because I would see other people, other influencers, like who have kind of made it or like we're getting, or maybe they were around the same range of followers that I was at and they were getting like, collaborations and I wasn't um it's super competitive in the influencer industry like as much as nobody wants to admit it everybody's like watching each other's posts and when they see another influencer work with a specific company or get some sort of deal and you not get it it kind of hurts and it like maybe that is just me but I I truly do think that every other influencer is like that because I'll get even messages from other influencers being like how did you get invited to this or like how did this come about? Like, can you give me a contact and stuff like that? Um, so it is super competitive and uh, can be super discouraging. But to go back on your question about like getting through it, um, I just like told myself I have nothing to lose. I'm just posting on social media. Like if the posts don't do well, the posts don't do well. I'm not like hurting my health because of it or losing money. Well, maybe I am losing money by going out to restaurants, but like, it's not that bad when your posts don't do good or whatever. Like, if it wasn't picking up as much as I wanted it to be. And my best friend would always, like, give me the pep talks being like, listen, like, you have something here. You just have to keep going. Like, and back then, I was really, like, the only Ottawa food blogger at the time. Or, like, the only, like, kind of active and, like, actively working and, and trying to do something with it. Um, so kind of realized that like it was on the way to to making it into something I just really needed to keep going with it mm -hmm. but like I honestly like I would take breaks from it like for months at a time where I was like I'm done with it and then I would come back and be like no you have something and and the people need to see this like <laughs> because people would chirp Ottawa and be like Ottawa has no good food um you have to go to like Montreal or Toronto for like good restaurants and I'm like no, you just need to stop going to Montana's Cookhouse or like Burger King and thinking that's a meal. Like there's restaurants here. You just need to look for them or 
you're just lazy. You're not actually like putting any effort into it. Um, so that's what kept me at it. And that's what's gotten me to now over 9,000 and almost 10,000. So it's crazy. So talking about like long-term goals, is your goal to kind of try and make the page your full-time gig or is it to kind of get into TV and media as you were talking about? I think it's a mix of both. So I kind of like wrote it out while I was in school posting on the blog, um, just kind of like as a hobby type of thing. And I like slowly let it grow the, the follower base and whatnot um, while I was in school because I knew I couldn't really do much with it while I was finishing my degree. Um, but now going forward, I kind of realized that like I really could make this into something like a full-time gig or whatever. I know a lot of influencers that do blogging as their full-time job. And of course I would love that. I would like, that's a dream. Um, but I don't want to, again, like rush it and like try to do that and then realize that like it wasn't ready for it or it's kind of like maybe dying out or I don't know. So in the long term, to become a full-time blogger would be absolutely amazing. I would love that. And that's kind of, it is kind of what I'm working towards now as I realize what power this account has. But I also am in no way, like I finished my degree and now I'm still like actively pursuing a job in TV and film in the meantime. Um, and I will do both until, until like something else happens. Like maybe it does blow up and then I have to quit the job and then I'm doing this full time and I'm already getting like gigs. Like I emceed um, an event for a real estate company that I used to work with um, for like doing like kind of like advertising videos and stuff like that with them. Um, but I got that gig kind of mainly because of the page. So I emceed for them. And then it's just like, it's cool to see what kind of opportunities are coming about because of this, the page and going forward, I can only imagine what else could come yeah. with it. So I'm doing both working hard on it. And then I'm also working hard to get a job, good job too. What are some of those other like cool experiences that stand out that you've got from the blog? We've kind of been like, holy shit. Like I'm here right now because of the blog. Like are there anything that come to mind? Um, that's tough. Um, I worked with, um, uh, okay. This is actually, an exception of me reaching out to um, a business is I went to Europe last summer and I went to Switzerland and um, I like was at an event, I forget. And like a bunch of bloggers were like, you should start messaging um, companies or whatever. And like, like I said, I, I don't really think that's like my forte, mm -hmm. but um, for something like travel, they were like absolutely like messaged the, the companies, they, they want like people coming from different countries to come and advertise like their kind of tourism and what they have to offer. So I reached out to, um, where was I? Zurich. Was it Zurich? Yeah, Zurich. Uh, Zurich in Switzerland. I reached out to the tourism board and um, I was like, hey, I'm an Ottawa based food blogger from Canada. I think this would be a great opportunity um, for us to work together on visiting. Um, I could showcase kind of what Zurich Tourism has to offer uh, to the my Canadian audience. 
So uh, they replied back being like super ecstatic about it. And they gave me and everybody in my party these things called uh, uh, Zurich cards, I okay. think they're called. And it was like free admission into all the museums at uh, in, in the city. And then we also got free transportation by like bus, water, taxi, uh, train. Um, then we also got like discounts on like different attractions and restaurants and stuff like that. So that was really cool. And that's kind of like when I arrived there, they had like a welcome package for me. And I was like, whoa, like this is cool. Like I'm going international now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the Myers one was a really cool, has been an awesome partnership. Um, God, uh, there's a lot of interesting opportunities. I just can't think of them on the top of my head, but yeah. I think the really big takeaway from that is everyone probably thinks like when you're trying to grow a blog or become an influencer, you have to have like hundreds of thousands of followers to get all these cool experiences. But you're doing it almost at 10K now. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I just feel like people think so much, you have to get so big to see the benefits. A lot of people do think that, but then at the same time, it's like when you work with, and this is what I advise companies a lot that I work with is like working with like we're kind of called micro bloggers or micro influencers mm-hmm. it's around like the under the 10k mark and around that like uh point um is like the our followers like my followers are actually like real and like actively engaging in my posts and actually care about what I'm seeing whereas like Kylie Jenner could post about like whatever it might be and like a lot of people don't actually care or don't actually engage with their posts. But like with me, it's like, it's Ottawa based. And like, this is like a demographic of 9,000 people that are actually interested in Ottawa food. It's a very like specific, um, group. So like working with smaller groups, almost always like, because like I like people in Ottawa are following me. Like my demographic is seventy percent Ottawa, so like that group of people is super valuable for like a, an Ottawa restaurant or like some sort of Ottawa business because they say, "Hey, this guy has like nine thousand people. Seventy seventy percent of them are from Ottawa. That's like our target demographic. We want Ottawa people coming here. So it's a lot more rewarding. Whereas I feel like someone like Kylie Jenner could post about like. A restaurant or like I don't know like she does like hair gummy things and like like half her audience is guys and then like I don't know but yeah anyways I'm kind of rambling here no it's all good I wanted to ask how how balancing it all balancing it all has worked for you because like you said you're a student you yeah really keep the blog that was really hard um I was like especially this past year is kind of where the blog has kind of taken off. Mm -hmm. So um, this past year balancing school work and the blog was like super exhausting. I almost didn't have like a social life. I would go a lot of the times from like class to work and then to like an event for the blog. And I would just do that like day in and day out. And I was like, I don't know if it's just like my genetics, but like, have a lot of energy so I was able to do that whereas a lot of people don't like people don't even take people don't even work while being in university I was in university I worked part-time in the government and then I also worked um, part-time in the city of Ottawa like staffing and stuff like that at a long-term care facility and then I ran the blog so 
I think I was just like running on a lot of adrenaline, honestly. And uh, I really learned how to multitask and be like super organized. I got like this really advanced calendar and like, like sometimes I would send pictures of my calendars for the month to a friend and they'd be like, holy shit. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like there would be like three lines on each day for like seven days straight. And I was like working, like if I wasn't at school, I was working. If I wasn't at work, I was doing something for the blog and my weekends were full. Like weekends would be when I would do like stuff for the blog or like work, um, at the city of Ottawa job to make money to kind of like pay for school and whatnot. So, um, I kind of just like learned how to juggle everything by juggling everything and actually being like live in it and just kind of figuring it out as I go. Mm-hmm. And then a similar question is how do you stay healthy in that stretch where you're eating all this food? <laughs> like do you go to the gym a lot? Like how does that work? So that's actually like one of the number one questions I get is like people are like, how do you maintain your figure? Or how are you so slim when you eat all this food? Like you must be a fake. You don't eat it. And the answer is I do eat it. I just, um, number one, really balance what I eat in a day. I have this app that I use um, that counts calories. So if I know I have an event at like a new burger joint or something at night, I will balance my calorie intake for the day to compensate for that. So like I'll have a small breakfast and then a small lunch or like a salad. And then I'll go to the event and I'll be able to eat whatever comes about because I have that many calories left for the day. Um, I also work out a lot. I try to work out at least like once a day once every two days um i'm a big time runner i like to run so um i'm almost always like in the summer running on the canal i would try to run every like second day i'd say on the canal if not i go to the gym i also work with um, a local gym fit house do personal training there um so those are kind of like all of the ways that i mm-hmm. maintain it. and i think i also have like a really fast i have to admit like digestive system um, because like, even I think with everything that I do and balancing and everything, I think like somebody else may not be able to maintain it themselves. You know, I don't know. It's hard, but it's a lot of work. We talk about the fact that some people think you're a fake and you just go and take photos of this really awesome food. And then you're like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. That's people, think, <laughs> people are like, you didn't actually eat this. And I'm like what why would i take a picture of it and post it if i didn't eat it like everything that i have posted on the page i guarantee you i have eaten to some extent maybe i wasn't able to finish it all because i was like full or whatever it might be but like genuinely everything that i take a picture of or that i post about is something that i've eaten or like if i'm at an event it's like something that i'm experiencing like i i never post i know other food bloggers are influencers will use other people's content and post it on theirs like everything is me mm-hmm. everything is what i've eaten and tasted and can vouch for and can tell you about um and i think that's why people really like the page because it's like like real like people will message me and be like hey how was this and i will be real if it wasn't good i'll be like honestly it wasn't that good i would advise you to go and have like this plate instead or like stuff like that like i'm really real with it But I do definitely eat and like I'm experiencing whatever I'm taking a picture of. It's not fake. How do you feel about the word influencer? 
I don't know. See, that's hard because like for me to think that like I have an influence on people is like kind of a scary thought, but I do see that it it is a fitting word for people like me, like bloggers, because like I'll post say for example a new recipe or whatever like i did a buzzfeed recipe of chicken and like three people almost immediately made it after i posted about it like and it wasn't even my recipe or anything but like i had like a, a follower like take a photo of them then making the chicken like two hours later or like a girl will be like i'm on my way to the store right now like can you tell me what ingredients you use so i do see how the term influencer comes into things and like how it is fitting, but it's also like, I'm sure I'm like a, a mini influence on people. Like I'm not anything big. Whereas like a big time celebrity, like if they say like, Oh, I like shopping at fashion Nova. I'm sure people go and shop at fashion Nova to get the same dress as like Cardi B or something. But for me, it's a really small influence, I think, but it, it is a, a fitting word and suitable. Yeah. What are some misconceptions about being an influencer? Misconceptions on whose part? Like the, like the audience's part. So like, what do people think about influencers from the outside perspective that aren't right? Like what are some things that when you tell people they don't expect? Mm. You know what I mean? That maybe that it's easy. People think like, you throw up a photo or a video and like people just think it took like one photo to take that. And it's like, like I said, almost every time I go to a restaurant, it takes me like five to 10 minutes just to get the photo of the food. Um, when I'm posting like stories at events or whatever, I like, like I said, vet through the content and almost every time I'm doing like a speaking video or something like an Instagram story where I'm like actually talking to the audience, I can almost guarantee you, that video didn't just get taken one shot. Like it takes me like, at least I'd say like three sh three tries at the video before I actually get one that I like of like me talking and like hitting all the key points of what I want to talk about. Um, so I'd say misconceptions would be like thinking that it's easy, it's not easy. Um, thinking that, hmm. It's a good question. Thinking that it just happens overnight. Um, like your audience just like forms overnight. Like I will get messages from other people who want to like start their own food blog or like start their own blog of like a fashion blog or whatever it might be. And they'll say like, how did you do it? Like, like, or how do I get what you have? And I'm like, honestly, it takes a lot of hard work and it takes a really long time. Um, people just think that they can just start a page today and become an influencer tomorrow. Um, and you can by buying followers these days, but um, it's, it's, it takes a long time to become something. Um, it took me like three years to get to where I am now. Um, so I think another misconception is thinking that it's, it happens quickly. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of like going out on a limb. Like I would go to events on my own that I'd get invited to. And I like, they wouldn't allow me to say, for example, bring a plus one. So I would show up alone and I would just network my ass off and just talk to people, make connections with people. And that's actually where I met one of my good friends. Now her name's Lynn Peltier. She was on MasterChef Canada. 
I met her at an event and now she's like one of my good friends and we do a lot of work together at events and stuff like that. She's like looking into getting her own um, cooking show, which she wants me to help out on. So it's just like, it's really cool to see um, that side of things. But wait, we're talking about something completely different. I just I'm talking about misconceptions, but that's okay. Misconceptions, yeah. Yeah. Misconceptions that it's easy, that happens overnight. Um, I'm sure there's more. I just can't think of them right now. Would you ever open your own restaurant? I honestly would. And I, and I think about stuff like this all the time. I'm like, man, if I was like Drake or like somebody like, I love what Drake is doing to Toronto. He has like built like all of this hype around the city. Um, kind of put Toronto on the map, like on an international scale. And, uh, is like opening, he opens restaurants and like bars, whatever he's doing. And I would love to do that here in Ottawa. And I have so many ideas for stuff like that. Um, and I like Ottawa's home. I love Ottawa and I would love to be a part of growing it and making it into something like really cool and hyped up like Toronto, for example. Um, and uh, so I just like, I just don't have the money, but like, I would love to like start opening restaurants here and there, like investing money in properties and, and just like making Ottawa boom. But for now, I'm just doing my part by posting local eats, <laughs> but maybe in the future, I would love to like, I always dream of being like having a key to the city of Ottawa and stuff like that. Mm. One thing I'm always curious, curious about is who other people are like watching or following. So I really want to know who you are consuming right now. Um, this is for influencers, influencers, like YouTubers, Instagrammers, like who are like podcasts, okay. maybe, maybe reading books, like just whatever it is. Hmm. I I think like the food gods. Well, actually, there is a food god, Jonathan Shebin. Okay. He's like Kim Kardashian's uh, best friend. Um. Obviously, he is a huge inspiration to the account. He is exactly what I'm doing, just like on a way bigger scale. Um. He like goes into restaurants. Like I heard a story. Um, of, I don't know if it was a local restaurant, but of a restaurant. No, it wasn't a local restaurant. It was somewhere in the States. But they kind of exposed him because um, he charges like $20,000 to go into a restaurant now. That's how big he is. Wow. Um, just for like one dinner, like $20,000. And like you have to comp everything in the meal, obviously. And uh, this restaurant just kind of put him on blast because they were like a local family run business like a small little place and like they were like how dare he demand that we pay him twenty thousand dollars to come in here like it's your privilege to come in here and eat like we're doing you the favor by cooking our food for you and whatever um so he is somebody that i look up to and hope that one day i become as big as him also devour power is a boyfriend and a girlfriend actually i think they're married now um they are huge they're like the biggest I would say they're based in New York City and they kind of have done a really good job at merging lifestyle and travel with the food mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of like what I would like to do with it um, and they make like crazy money too I think just like in 2000 and the last time they were in like some sort of article I think it was in 2008 or 2017 and they like were expecting to make an average salary each or like maybe it's divided by two but of like five hundred thousand dollars just from food blogging in a year wow 
And so they go, now they like have made it huge and like they travel to like resorts and all these different destinations and they will food and they started a YouTube channel. So they'll like vlog there and post about their food experiences, but they're mainly like New York city based. So there's people that I look up to too and that I'm actively watching their posts. Um, for Ottawa, Oh God, I have like a lot of good friends in the influencer industry. So I don't know if I want to start naming some because I'm going to miss a lot of them. <laughs> and then I'll get a DM being like, why didn't you like give me a shout out? Um, but there are a lot of good auto influencers that I follow from fashion to um, lifestyle to food. And like, like I said, it's competitive, but like I'm super open arms. Like I get a lot of, uh, there's a lot of new up and coming food bloggers in Ottawa and I like, help them and I try to grow their account with them and I'll like their posts and comment on them and be like and a lot of the time I'll find new restaurants from these food bloggers who are just like kind of up and coming they haven't even hit like a thousand followers yet Mm -hmm. but I just like like to see people trying to build Ottawa up and trying something new so um yeah yeah these last couple questions I ask to everybody okay and this the first one is you're going to dinner Mm -hmm. or brunch you're going out for a meal then you can take three people. They could be anybody from any point in time. They could be dead or alive. Who would you take to dinner? And just an extra little bonus for this one. And where would you take them to dinner? Okay. It could be anyone. It doesn't have anybody. to be friends, family. No, okay. Like a famous person. I wouldn't take any of my friends or family because I exhaust that option all the time. I force them to come out to dinners with me. Um, but I would take... I think I would take... I think I would take the food god, Jonathan Shebin, and Devour Power. And mm-hmm. I would just like pick their brains about um, insight and advice going forward. And then kind of see, because I got into this industry completely on my own. I had no like, no one to refer to for questions about like, how do I edit photos really well? Or like, what app do you use? Or like, how do I take good food photos? I like It's all self-taught. So speaking to like Devour Power or Jonathan Shevin and seeing kind of how like, and I'm also the only food blogger I feel like that I've ever seen at a restaurant, unless it's like at an event with other food bloggers. But so I don't even know how other food bloggers take their photos or like there's some really good food photographers that will take like that that have sets in their house or whatever and they'll take photos and I'm always curious to know how they take these shots and I've tried to like look it up on YouTube and stuff but it's never as good as actually like seeing it in real life so I think bringing them along mm-hmm. and seeing how like Jonathan Shevin takes his like epic videos of him like cutting open a cake that just like explodes I don't know he takes like really cool videos and then devour power like they always get really interesting shots with like sandwiches and stuff like that and like they make like a little chicken burger look like the best burger in the world. So, and I think that would be super uh, rewarding to take them somewhere. I would go to, I have a lot of like favorite New York city restaurants. Um, I think I would, I think I would ask them to pick the place. Smart call, yeah. Because I like, a lot of my friends, when we go out for dinner, they'll be like, okay, hey, where do you want to go? And like, sometimes I don't want to have to pick the place. Like I want like an outsider's view on like where we should go next. Or like, do you have a new restaurant that you want to go to? Like, I want to hear it and I want to go there because it might be somewhere new that I haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but like a lot of the time with my friends, they're like, you're the food blogger. You tell us where we're going to go tonight. Like you pick the restaurant kind of thing. And I like it when people pick for me because then I maybe try a new restaurant or like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good to like have the other side because I'm constantly picking whether I'm going out on my own or with my friends or to an event for a restaurant that I like it when somebody else tells me where I'm going. Yeah. Do you ever go out and not take a photo? It depends. Yes. If it's a restaurant that I posted about or like, I don't care to post. If I go, I'm going to like, I really try to stay away from like, um, franchises and chain restaurants. I like to keep it local and like, uh, privately owned businesses rather than like being corporate. Um, so when I'm at like franchise restaurants, like I really like, uh, Moxie's for example, I would never take a picture of like something that I'm eating there cause it's Moxie's, um, or like the keg or something like that. Um, but if it's a new restaurant for sure, I'm taking a picture of, or if I get a really cool dish at a restaurant that I've already posted, I'll definitely take a photo of it. Um, and then sometimes like if I'm just like, I want to take a break from it, I want to take a break from it and I'll just actually enjoy the meal. I pretend I'm just a regular person and not this crazy food blogger that like takes 15 minutes to take a photo of their dish and actually eat it while it's hot for once. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice? I would say probably to keep going, like to never give up. Mm-hmm. Um and that's like not even just like in the world of the blog in life is to keep going. Like I finished college and I didn't know what I wanted to do um, with like career wise and the rest of my life. And I was like, I think I'm going to start university now. And then I started university and I was like, I think this is a bad decision. But then I was like, no, why would it be a bad decision? More schools always good. So then I just kept going through it. And then now I have a university degree and that will obviously pay off when looking for a job. Um, and then like with the blog, like I said, I hit a lot of hiccups kind of along the road, but I kept going. Um, and like so many other examples that I could go on about just like me keep keeping going mm-hmm. with something that has paid off. So that's kind of where I'm at now is like, I'm keep going, I'm going to keep going with, what I have right now and see where it takes me because like you never know um what is one thing about you people wouldn't expect one thing about me people wouldn't expect maybe that I am as friendly as I am uh people for some reason always will message me and be like I saw you in public or whatever, but I was like too shy or like I was intimidated by you or like I'll go out um, to bars and people like, like come out with friends or whatever. And we bump into people that we know, but like, I don't know them. And then they won't come say hi to me. And then they'll like talk to my friend and be like, Oh, I didn't want to say hi to him. Cause he's like super intimidating or like, because I've kind of like, built something around myself now people are even more hesitant to like come up to me and like say hi and stuff so i would say that like i'm actually like super friendly super chill i wouldn't hurt a fly ever um and like people would be really surprised at how friendly i am like i'll 
meet someone for the first time and we'll be like, we're best friends. Like we went to high school together within like five, 10 minutes. Like I'm super easy to have conversations with. So I think that would be something that people don't know. What's one thing that's so important everybody should know? Oh God. About like life in general or yeah. the blog? Life in general. It can be about the blog. It can be about anything. One thing that everybody should know. Yeah. I'm going to get really cheesy and say everything happens for a reason. I'm a really firm believer in that and that everything happens for a reason. Like if you don't get a certain job or you fail a test or like you start a blog and it does bad, there's a reason for it. Or if you... Uh, get in a car accident or your plane gets canceled for a flight like there's a reason for it like I, I strongly believe that like when something happens whether it's upsetting or whether it's good it's happening for a reason there's something more behind it that you don't know and you may not ever find out but there's a reason why it happened um like there's a reason I believe why I went back to university there's a reason why I started this blog there's a reason why, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason for everything. And that's what I always come back to, especially when times are tough. Like if something goes bad in my life, I'm like beating myself up about it. And then I'm like, no, it happened for a reason. It's either teaching me a lesson or it's saving me from something. Like say, for example, if your plane gets canceled to go away somewhere, who knows if you got on that plane, you went to whatever city you were going to, and then you got out and like, you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time and something happened to you. Like, I, I don't know. I just like, I'm a firm believer in, in that saying. And that's kind of what I use to get through any hard scenarios mm -hmm. and uh, something that people need to hear too. Yeah. The story, the kind of, what you said at the end, I kind of triggered a story that I remembered. Do you follow Gary Vee at all? No. Okay. So I bring him up on the podcast all the time. I'm a big fan of his. And he like passed on investing in Uber twice. So he missed out on like hundreds of millions of dollars. But he's like, okay. maybe if I'd invested in Uber, I would have been in San Francisco at a time that I would have been and I would have stepped off a curb and got hit by a bus. Exactly. So maybe that's why I didn't invest in Uber. Yeah. Kind of like, it's like the same, yeah. same concept. It wouldn't happen if it wasn't leading to something else. At least that's what I think. Yeah. So I kind of flipped that last, one, last question on its head. And I want to know, like, what's one thing that you want to know the answer to about anything, like, in life? Um, I, th I would say, and, like, the f once you said that, the first thing that came to my mind is, like, what I'm here for. I always, like, beat myself up trying to figure out what my career path is and, like, what I was put on earth to do. Um, and it's been a lot of, like, running around trying to figure that out. Um, but people always tell me um, that I'm meant to do something in like media and like in the public eye and stuff like that. Like I just have like, like you even said the personality, like, and I'm not trying to like brag about myself. It's mm -hmm. just people constantly tell me that. And it's like obviously awesome to hear, but then it's also like frustrating because I'm like, what is it though? Like I'm trying to figure it out and like maybe I'm taking sort of the right steps with the blog and whatnot and like going to school and studying what I studied. But like, when am I going to get there? 
And when am I gonna have that realization moment like, oh, now I'm finally here and this is what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So, and then until I get there, I'm kind of like just sticking it out and like beating myself up until I get to that point. But I would love to know what I'm meant to do. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast yeah, today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I want to give you the floor, plug everything you got, where can the people find you? Um, so the blog is mainly run on Instagram, at, consu- at consumed by Carlo. Um, that's the username. I also have um, an official blog and website, www.consumedbycarlo.com. Um, lots coming up for the summer. And as I approach 10K, as we just talked about, um, an event, possibly merchandise. So much to come. Uh, so yeah, just be sure to follow me on Instagram. And that's kind of like mainly where everything happens and is talked about. Awesome, man. I want to thank you once again for coming on the podcast. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. Whether you've listened the entire way through or you've only listened to bits and pieces, I really appreciate you taking time to check this out. Do me a favor, everybody. Please go follow Carlo on Instagram. I'll make sure everything's linked in the show notes down below. Again, it's at Consumed by Carlo. And if you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Jacob Kelly. And you can find the podcast on Instagram at, at MySocialPod and on YouTube at MySocialLife. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.